Hi there again. My name is Father Matt Kovisk, and I'm the rector of St. Mary's Anglican Church in Verdun. Over the past three and a half years as the rector of Verdun, Elkhorn, Melitta, and Reston, I've had the opportunity to do a little bit of teaching, both within the parish, teaching confirmation classes as a priest does, as well as wider church teaching, teaching courses in pastoral care to clergy and lay readers alike. Teaching these classes is a joy and a privilege, and while I'm teaching, I do prepare a syllabus and a lecture outline for each lecture, but it has been known to happen that I get distracted by telling stories relating to what I was talking about in a lecture. During one course, when I admitted to the class at the end of the course that the next time I'd make sure to cut down on the story so that we could learn, a, well, a bit more theory next time, my class pushed back on me a little bit, reminding me that the stories that I told them were actually quite helpful to them in their own ministry. Theory does have a place in the classroom, and it should be taught. But stories do too, for we love to hear stories. For many of us, many of our earliest memories of spending time with our parents or other loved one is hearing stories told to us by them, whether they were told from a book or told from the memory of our loved one. And intuitively, Jesus knew the importance of stories. And throughout the Gospels, we hear Jesus telling about the kingdom of God using stories that pointed towards the part of the kingdom of God he was teaching about. These are known to us as parables. And our Gospel reading for this Sunday is one of them, the parable of the sower. For those who want to look it up at home, you can find the passage in the 13th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, verses 1 to 9, and then 18 to 23. In this story, we find people flocking to Jesus, so many that he's forced out into a boat on a lake. Well, actually, more specifically, the Sea of Galilee. He then launches into a story which focuses on a sower going out to sow seed. And as he's sowing the seed, it goes everywhere. It falls on paths, it falls on rocky ground, it falls on good soil. I can imagine, though, as he's teaching the looks on the faces of the people gathered around him. Jesus here is being a good teacher and using an example that would have hit home for those around him. Life in the land that Jesus walked and taught on was based on an agrarian model. Or, in more simpler terms, Jesus was probably preaching to a bunch of farmers. And if there's one thing I've learned as the parish priest in my four points, it's that I've learned that farmers know the land and things of the land very intimately. And of course they would. It's not only their job to know the land, because we need farmers to help feed the world. But it's how these people survived. While the methods of farming have changed significantly in the past 2,000 years, the significance and the importance of farming has not. So, once again, imagine with me the looks on the people's faces when Jesus is talking about sowing seeds in the style of taking a bunch from a bag and just throwing it out there so that it can all fall in random places. 
seeds were not, and I imagine still are not, something to be wasted. They are very precious to farmers. So to hear that seeds, whether they were real or metaphorical, being scattered without a thought about how they would land, to the listener would have been wrong, just wrong. Of course, it goes without saying that Jesus is using this parable as a teaching tool to prove a larger point. Again, anybody listening, even if they weren't farmers necessarily, would have understood how seeds and sowing works. It's not good business practice to scatter seeds like that sower, for most sowers would have taken the time to make sure that the seed was properly planted and given a chance to grow. Great, Father Matt. What what does this mean for me? Well, there's two things, there's a couple of things really, that I want to point out here. The first is this. It's easy for us, when as we read this, to think that the sower is God, and the different peoples of the world were the places where the word of God was preached. Some places are more receptive to the good news of the gospel than others. However, that being said, it could also be that we you and me are to be the sowers that Jesus is referring to and that we are to sow the good news of the kingdom of God to the world around us. And the seeds of faith that we sow will land in different places. Sometimes it will land in pretty terrible growing conditions and sometimes it will land in pretty good places for these seeds to grow. It's also interesting to note here that unlike farmers and their fields, where farmers both sow the seeds and tend to those same seeds to make sure that they grow, we are to sow seeds of faith without worrying about how they'll grow. I think that's hard for us, especially for those of us who have any experience of farming. Those who farm are so used to tending to their seeds, making sure that they have enough water have enough sun, etc., to survive. We're so used to running our own show that sometimes we forget that God is even part of the equation. God is the one responsible for making sure that the seeds of faith planted in us by those who have come before us grow. And when we get out of the way, God will do amazing things to help these seeds grow. We need to trust that God will do what is needed in order to help these seeds grow in us. And in addition to being used to making sure that these seeds will grow, it's easy for us to worry about how these seeds, the message of the kingdom of God, will be received. If we're sowing these seeds of faith, the message of the gospel, we worry about how it will be received. What will the other person say if I try to tell them about Jesus? Will it go go well? Will it go poorly? Will my work be good enough? Will God work with what I've done and bring these seeds to fruition? Yes, yes, I believe he will. We plant the seed and God provides the growth. And at the end of the day, it's not completely up to us. This is the God that the parable calls us to trust. Jesus knows the hard ways of the world. And as we know, 
the world hasn't changed all that much in the last 2,000 years. But in addition to knowing how the world works, Jesus knows the abundant ways of the Trinity. And maybe it's helpful for us to remember that. I'm reminded of the words commonly attributed to Archbishop Oscar Romero, an El Salvadorian Roman Catholic Archbishop who was martyred for the faith in 1980. They were actually written by a priest, Father Ken Utner, in the year before Archbishop Romero was martyred. And I think they're incredibly poignant here. There's a longer poem, which I do encourage you to read. But the poem ends with these lines. We may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders. Ministers not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. We will never see the end results of the seeds of faith we plant. But yet, we are to sow the seeds of faith knowing that with God, those seeds can and will blossom into wonderful things. As we go about our life this week, I invite you to be like the sower in this day's parable and to sow the seeds of faith grace, mercy, forgiveness, peace amongst those whom you encounter. And you never know. When you do this, you never know what will happen. Now unto God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be all dominion, glory, and power this day and forevermore. Amen.